ministry of Nelson Ihiago. Be stirred as you listen. Please have your seat. So, once again, I'd like to honor Pastor Clinton for having me. We have, help me appreciate the man of God, everybody. We have, I have a lot to share in, short, in such a short time, but I'm going to stick to my time. I'm going to premise my thoughts on Acts chapter 3. So, we're looking at Bara, the creative power of God, right? Right? Thank you. So, I'm going to premise my thoughts on Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. The background of the story, the Bible tells us that, um, so, you know, of course, Pastor K is going to come and give us the word eventually. I want to, I want to lay a foundation for something. Acts chapter 3. I can come down right, man. Thank you. So, I want to share something I think is very important. This is a, this is a mindset every believer must have. If you must see God walk the impossible in your life, this is a mindset you must have. Irrespective of climb, irrespective of atmosphere, irrespective of geographical location, if the believer must see this, then the believer will, will have the miraculous happen in their lives. Acts chapter 3. The background of the story, the Bible says Peter and John went to the temple to pray and then as they went to pray they saw uh, yeah, at the ninth hour and then they saw a man that was lame at the gate called beautiful and then the man looked on them to beg for arms please are you with me he looked on them to beg for arms and the bible says that they looked at him and responded and said silver and gold have we none but such as we have give we thee in the name of Jesus rise up and walk I was talking to someone and I was telling the person was like you know the church we need to rise we are not as strong as we used to be I said I don't agree because the truth is everything that made the apostles the apostles we still have the word and the spirit so the Holy Ghost made a man that when Jesus died went back to catch fish to be bold enough to look at a man that had that was lame and said such as we have give ID if you are saved your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost you don't have a junior Holy Ghost you don't have a dumbed down Holy Ghost you don't have a Holy Ghost that is lesser than the version the apostles had the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and he went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. They saw the workings of the spirit around the man and knew that the Holy Ghost was working on him. So when this, when, when, um, Another friend of mine was preaching for me at some, one time. And he said something that hit me. He said, you see, a lot of, when, when we look at the story um, of the woman with the issue of blood, 
you know, she pressed, she, she, she went in the press and then said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And he said, many times we are disposed to thinking of ourselves as the woman rather than thinking of ourselves as Jesus. What Jesus was in the incarnation, he has empowered us to be by the Spirit within. So in the incarnation, in God becoming man, the God-man walking on the earth, Isaiah prophesied it when he was speaking about us. He said he has prolonged his days with our lives. So Jesus, God becoming a man, God manifesting the flesh, God kenosis emptying himself, giving, laying aside godly privileges. God, the God man could be hungry, could need, would need to sleep, but the God man needed was limited by time and space. But now, the Holy Ghost is in every believer. And everyone who has the spirit within can do the works of Jesus anywhere. He can walk the works of Jesus anywhere. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm heading somewhere. Acts chapter 3. Let's go to verse 6. He said, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. He said, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus rise up and or Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk listen let me tell you something you can you have a lot in the name and when I say a lot I don't mean much I mean you have an inheritance in that name that name is your stake you can pull things out of the name are you listening to me you can, and that's exactly why James, please, I'm, I'm heading somewhere. James will say, is any afflicted? Let him pray. It is a prescription. The answer to affliction is prayer. Why? Because there is something you can pull out of the name that will end oppression. That will end affliction. So also they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. It means that they can give that man strength in his limbs from the name. Please, are you with me? They could give that man strength in, the, in his limbs from the name. Say, I have a stake in the name. I can pull things out of the name. Said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And every time we see miracles happen in the book of Acts, and then they ask them, ah, you did these miracles in the book of Acts. The one thing that they kept on referring to was, this is possible because Jesus is glorified. The one who is the one who is risen, the one who is seated at the right hand of the Father. When the high priest entered the holy place, he entered, offered, and left. Our high priest entered, offered, and sat. He sat, he could stay. And that's why his sacrifice can speak for all of eternity. The reason why we can speak in tongues, the reason why we can cast out devils, the reason why we can walk in his onoma, in his authority, in his name, is because he has been glorified. The Bible says the Lord gave him a name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, on earth, and under the earth will bow. So his name carries an authority that everybody, 
nobody in every sphere must recognize. The truth of the matter is whether you recognize that Jesus is Lord or not, he is Lord. And everybody will eventually find out. Your knee will bow, either willfully or forcefully. But eventually, your knee will bow. The Bible says he rose from the dead that he might be, he might be Lord over the living and the dead. The fact that he rose from the dead means that he has authority over death. Please, are you listening to me? I'm trying to look at my time. But, please, my time. But look at what Peter said. I'm, I'm trying to give context to that. Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Look at verse 12. All right, see, are you here? Look at verse 12. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Are we there? Look at this. He said, and when Peter saw it, that's when, the, go back to verse 11 so that we have context to this. Go back to verse 11, please. He said, and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Uh-huh. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, while marvel ye at this, or why, or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own what? Power or our own holiness, we made this man to walk. I want to bring out something from this. There is a fine balance we must hold when it comes to the name of Jesus. A fine balance. You see, Peter said, and, and, and this verse is put, um, holds something scary about charismatic ministry. Which, what is scary about this verse is you can walk the workings of God and not be in step with God because it's not by your own power or holiness. But remembering what Peter said in Acts chapter, we must place what he said in verse 6 and verse 12 in fine balance. It's not about me, it's not by my own power or holiness. However, as much as it is not about me, there's something I have. Please, are you here? As much as it is, not, it is not about me, there is also something. I, I may look frail, I may look weak, and in myself you may be right. But then I have a lot in the name. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5. Let's read this like a mass choir. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5. This, is, this verse encapsulates Acts 3.6 and Acts 3.12 together. I want us to read this together. Read this like a mass choir. One, two, go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, you missed a good place to shout. So let's read it again. Read it like a mass choir. One, two, go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Glory to God. He said, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. If I look at myself, what I see is deficiency, not sufficiency. When I look at myself, what I see is what? Deficiency, not sufficiency. But when an empty man or an ordinary man walks and then the power of God is upon him, you see sufficiency. You see sufficiency even in salvation. What man was slave to, when the Holy Ghost and he receives the life of Christ, he can now yield his member against those things. 
So man that was slave to sin, when he received the life of Christ, he can now say no to sin. So also, when a man can be walking, there can be deficiency. But when God sits on that man, and I'm not saying something special that will happen. I'm saying something that is the lot of the man in Christ. When that comes upon the man, the man can make this kind of brag. He said, it's not that we are sufficient of ourselves. When I look at myself, I'm not, I'm not enough by myself, but my sufficiency, my brag, anywhere that I look at and I'm, I'm you know, the, the pass mark is 80% and I'm just worth 20%, God will make up the rest. God will make up the rest. You see this 2 Corinthians 3, 5. You see, the believer's tone, the believer's tongue, the meditation of your heart must be my sufficiency is of God. If you're going to walk, please time so I'll know how long I have left. If you're going to walk with the creative power of God, you must understand that the one who sent me is the all-sufficient one. The one who sent me is the all-sufficient one. And because he sent me anything that counts as a deficiency, he will make sufficient. Please, are you with me? All right. Say, my sufficiency is of God. Say it again. My sufficiency is of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3, 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh. Now look at what he said here. He did not say that he's able to do just exceeding. He's not just able to do exceeding abundantly. He's, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all above all we can ask or think according so so beyond what i can ask god is able to blow my imagination beyond what i can ask if you can think of l- let me let me you know I, I i remember teaching at a meeting and i was explaining something you see the god we are talking about here Saying that God is holy. Huh? For him to be God, he must be holy. What does this mean? Holy does not specifically mean he's not trying to sin. When we say that he's holy, what it means is he's in a class of his own. So, it means that when you are trying to describe him, the word like loses accuracy when you are speaking about him. So, you say God is like, like nothing. There is nothing that is like, who is like unto thee, who is like unto thee. Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. There is none like him. So he says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. So if we see that he's holy, he's in a class of his own. What that also means is he's omnipotent. It means that his power is beyond comprehension. Have you read the four living creatures that Ezekiel saw and Isaiah saw and you read them, one had the face of a man, the face of a beast, you see all those things and then you say, there is the one who created them. You think of the fact that there are beings in heavens that are not angels, they are called elders. 
from eternity past they have been throwing their crowns and bowing in awe of the one they have been seeing who is this God so when you think of that and he says our sufficiency is of him listen when it comes to miracles eh, there is a mindset that fuels it there is the one behind me there is the one behind me the one behind me does not fail he does not falter the one behind me does not shake. The one behind me will never come before a situation and wonder, what will I do now? Never. There is no situation that can catch him off guard. There is no circumstance and no plan. His, there is no future his plan has not surrounded. None! Please, are you here? So, when you think about it, and he says that our sufficiency is of him. Ah, you dip it. My sufficiency is of him. So God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or think according to the power. So whatever I can imagine, he can blow my mind. Everything I asked God for that he did, his power was available to do exceeding abundantly above much. Now why did he say um, more than you can, you're able to ask or think? Because your mind is a very important faculty in working with God. That God will carry Abraham and say, count the stars. There must be a picture for the miracles that God wants to do with his life. He will say, count it. Count. He will, he will tell him again, like the sand of the seashore, your children will be more than that. If your mind cannot conceive it, your hand may not have it. So expand your mind. What can God do with your life? expand your mind what can God do with your life you see <laughs> Hebrews teaches us something important Hebrews 11.3 it says by Hebrews 11.3 let's read this together it says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen we are not made of things this way. So, by faith we understand. We may not be there, but we know this God. That the word tells us that he spoke the earth into being. And then the earth came into being. My man of God says it this way. He says, It is interesting to say that talk is cheap in a world that was created by words. If words were cheap, why would you give account for idle words? Are you listening to me? We understand that the words... Okay, good, I'm on time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he said, we know that the words were created. We understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Listen. Jesus, they brought... They brought... Um, a crowd had been following Jesus for days and Jesus being a good pastor said I can't send them home they will die in the wilderness he had been teaching them for days he said they will die he said what do we have and then they brought um, bread five loaves and two fish and then they said even a year's wage cannot feed these people now, I'm going into how creative miracles work. Maybe before I come into Jesus, let me switch to another story. The Bible teaches us of a man called Ezekiel. 
He said the Lord captured him in a vision and took him to a valley of bones that were very dry. And Ezekiel said, he said, son of man. Oh, God asked him, son of man, what do you see? And then he said, you see, he said, thou seest well. Remember what I said about the mind, right? He said, what do you see? He said, you are seeing well. Then the Lord asked him again. He said, can these bones live again? He said, thou knowest. And then the Lord said, and then he saw, he saw that he said, son of man, prophesy to the dry bones. And then the Lord told him again, he said, then they assembled like a mighty army. He said, can they leave? Because they were very dry. I don't blame him. But remember, our sufficiency is of him. And then he told him, he said that way, he said he saw the wind. He said, son of man, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to the wind. Listen, God, we saw the spirit move over the face of the deep and then God spoke. We saw that when they had five loaves and two fish, Jesus came and Jesus said, what shall we do? And he said, you know what? Let them sit. What do you see common in all these three things? When the spirit of the Lord nudges you, you move. When there is a move of the spirit, you speak. When God says borrow vessels, you borrow not a few. Are you listening to me? You borrow not a few. And then they broke bread. And then as they broke bread, they kept on sharing. And as they kept on sharing, it did not end. They said a year's wage will not be able to feed these people. Stop thinking limitations. Start thinking sufficiency. Please, are you here? You don't think limitation. You think sufficiency. Most times the miracle is in the motion. Are you with me? The miracle is in the motion. As you move, what the Lord will ask you to do, you will see it in front. I remember... It's so weird I said I remember and I forgot the date of it. I remember it was... The time the, the, the clock went one hour behind last year, I had a meeting to host. And then ministry account was dry, praise the Lord. I had a meeting to host and I said, Father, you see I should run this meeting. Half hour. You know, and I was thinking about it. And I woke up that morning to pray. And I was praying. And the Lord said, keep doing everything. Start. The mirror, everything you need will meet you in front. Everything you need will meet you in front. And I said, okay. And that's how we started. And then we had so much more money left over. Many times, many people want to see all they need first before they start. At least try and fail and know you tried. Many people want to start all they need first before they see. And you will not see miracles that way. You, you must learn to look from inside. You must learn to look from God's lens. You must learn to understand where your sufficiency comes from. 
Please, are you with me? You must learn to see. You understand that in myself I'm weak, but in the name. There's something in the name. There's something in the name. By myself, I'm not enough. By myself, there is deficiency, but in that name, sufficiency. It, but in my name, I may not be able to make up, but in, I, I have a lot. I have a stake in the name. I can pull things out of the name and make be. Only God can create, can create ex nihilo, meaning he can call the things that be not as though they were. But there is such a thing as a mentorship in the divine that he brought the animals to Adam and whatever he called them, well, that's what they were called. So when the spirit of the Lord moves and he says speak, you don't begin to wonder, Lord, how you speak. You speak. You speak. You speak. Because when there are no more vessels, the oil will stop flowing. Where your mind ceases, that's where the miracle will stop. The Bible speaks about the children of Israel. He said, and how they resisted the Holy One of Israel. And you begin to wonder, how can you resist the Holy One of Israel? How can you resist this God? This God that is all-powerful. How? Because God has designed that he's going to fulfill his plan in partnership with men. So with our minds, we can short-secute the power of God in our lives. And that's exactly why we renew our minds. We renew our minds. We have a savior who, who could meet whatever he wanted whenever he wanted it. All right, see, are you with me? If you're here, shout amen. Kumbarada fasadakaya. Mark 11 from verse 22. The Bible says, okay, stay on time. Mark 11 from verse 22. <laughs> the Bible says that, you know, they said, um, Jesus cursed the fig tree. And then Peter said, Master, alas, the fig tree is dead. Jesus did not say, this is what I'm talking about, mentorship in the divine. Jesus did not say, what else did you expect? I'm the liquid metal. <laughs> he didn't say that. Jesus told him, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Then he said, if you have faith like a monster, you will speak to the mountain. The spirit of faith speaks. It speaks on this way. So when God has inspired something in your heart, if you don't say it, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. It doesn't matter the dreams, the visions, whatever God has impregnated or inoculated in your heart. If you don't speak it, it's not true. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. And I'm, I'm just going to wrap up with this. I have, I have some thoughts, but I don't think I can finish up time. This is what Jesus, I, I, something I wrote here, I said, creative miracles are a product of obedience. They're a product of obedience. When the Lord says move, you don't check, is the grass green? Is everything ready? The man who would, um, um, I had it proved out, put this. It says the man who is always watching the skies will never plant. He will never sow. How can I, is, is he, is, you know, many times we have a lot of religious disobedience. God has spoken to you beyond reasonable doubt. He has confirmed it again and, and God is patient, right? But the truth of the matter is, 
we don't understand that we stand before a God who we are naked before. So, so when we try to say, I'm just waiting for the spirit to move on my heart. God knows that that's religious procrastination. You are using Christianese on the Savior. So if the Lord has spoken to your heart, run with what he has said. On any field, on any field, because I assure you, the UK is takeable. Are you listening to me? Is takeable. Men of every nation and every race, white, red, Asian, Chinese, African, all men need this Jesus. All men, we collect this Jesus. The UK is takeable. Takeable. On every front, Jesus will be seen again. It is, is possible. It's possible. Please, are you listening to me? It's possible. And I'll wrap up with this. It doesn't matter what the Lord has told you. If you don't pray, you will not be bold enough to execute. And if you don't if, if you don't pray, even when you start executing and you don't pray, you will not receive wisdom part time on how to execute. Please, are you listening to me? You will not receive wisdom per time on how to execute. When do you pray? How often do you pray? When do you pray? How often do you pray? Please, are you listening to me? When do you pray? How often, especially praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit. Please pay attention to me. Praying in the Spirit. You, if you pray, you will know what to do. You will know what to do. You will know what to do. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Bihalwan Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at t.me forward slash Nelson Bihalwan. And for contact details, follow on Instagram at Nelson Bihalwan. God bless you.